Today we have a very special episode about a very special topic. Uh, we are going to be talking about burnouts and uh, hustling and mental health, both for founders and for uh, tech industry representatives. And uh, today I have a very special guest that I'm going to give the virtual stage to. So you can uh, introduce yourself as you best wish. Thanks, Loma. Thanks for having me. My name is Vatan. I work for this company called Founderly, where we help founders to grow personally and professionally. Just want to say I'm based in Tallinn, Estonia. You were uh, also talking at uh, this year's Tech Show about this uh, topic, and then uh, I just wanted to dive uh, in a little deeper to that as you worked a lot with both uh, research and, uh, and both founders. So yeah, I think that uh, we, can, uh, we can jump in the topic and I think the, uh, the first question that's probably most important for people who are just tuning in would be uh, what is a burnout in a definition and maybe not uh, only by the scientific view but in your opinion what would be your definition of a burnout or what definition you go by when you talk to others about it? Uh, I mean, that's a very interesting question. A lot of people use burnout these days as a word, right? Uh, when they're just feeling overstressed or underappreciated, right? But what really it means, right? It, it has a very simple uh, definition to it, right? When you feel emotional, physically, or mentally exhausted, I mean, that's the state we can call a burnout, right? That's the mm-hmm. time when you are not able to focus on anything. That's the time you don't want to talk to anyone right? That's the time you just want to find some time for yourself, but you don't realize you need that. Uh, That's where we can uh, call that, yes, you might be experiencing burnout. I looked into a little bit of a history into this because I think that, well, well, as you already stated and how it is when we're talking about people around us, then it, uh, the symptoms may be similar or maybe the experiences may be similar, but I, I believe that many people are still still kind of struggling to understand, am, am I burning out or am I just tired? Am I, you know, f- just feeling down for the day? Uh, so I looked into a little bit of a history and, uh, and history and uh, stats and, and info and it's actually referred to a burnout as a syndrome resulting from uh, chronic work- workplace stress that has not mm-hmm. been successfully managed. And uh, some of the main elements of that is, uh, is already, as mentioned, like feeling exhausted, your energy is being down, you're, uh, you have increased mental distance from a job, feel negative or cynical, maybe even to your, your own job. And uh, it's also impacting your uh, professional efficiency. So you maybe feel like you're doing so much, but you're accomplishing little, if that makes sense. It's actually something that's, it's not a new issue, but I think that a lot of people are talking about it more and more. The issue is just getting bigger and bigger because the history behind it is that researchers began paying attention to this already in like mid 1970s. And at this time it was uh, first described as fail or to fail or to wear out, to become exhausted, but it's actually a really big issue. Do you think that people still look at it as a new issue or, or do, are people aware when you're talking to founders, for example? 
Um, I mean, burnout is not a new concept, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. term, this term was coined by uh, this uh, psychologist named Herbert in 1974. You you said that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and like, why we have to be concerned about it? But because like life is changing, right? We work so so much because every mindset today is success oriented. We are running after success, right? Uh, so like that's why it's it's becoming a big issue in today's world. Right and World Health Organization has also recognized it as a real syndrome. Right, so they have put it into classification of diseases. So I think it's it's a real serious issue right now to t- discuss about. It's also when we're looking at the stats, it's uh, that uh, two thirds of uh, all time there there have been some surveys, but uh, the numbers are pretty similar that. Uh, out of these research uh, researches, like two thirds of people, or like seventy-seven percent of like thousand people, have said that I have experienced burnout, and maybe even several times. So, so this is something that we really need to look into. Because why I looked into this was because I really thought that uh, many people are feeling down, but they kind of don't really say I have burned out. It's it's maybe even uh, the like this taboo topic that you that you claim I have burned out. Like also as uh, I think that uh, we stated before, it's like this uh, the symptom of or this uh, like concept of failing. But uh, it's definitely not that. It's just like this uh, poor management of uh, of your own work or of uh, of the company maybe. Oh, definitely. Uh, and you're so right, actually. People don't want to talk about it. And and I'm surprised. Why not? Right? Hey, I am having this headache. I can tell that to you. But why can I not tell you, hey, I'm not like feeling like it, right? Can I take a seven days break? I mean, there's nothing wrong in that. The more open you are, the better you're going to be for yourself and for your colleagues. And it's not only about mental aspect of this, of course, like we're, we're here to talk about mental health and, and all of its important things. But I think for a company also, uh, or for larger corporates, it's, uh, it's usually more, more simple for them to understand things when you put something in numbers. So when we have this like two thirds of all employees burn out, uh, but it's actually also uh, reflecting on uh, healthcare costs because uh, in uh, 2016, there was the study by by Harvard Business School, and then they estimated that uh, workplace stress has contributed to 120,000 deaths each year. And it's uh, like American healthcare is very very expensive, and then here we also see that it was about like 190 billion in healthcare costs alone per year, uh, just by this fact. So. Um, uh, also, like within these costs, there are a lot of the sicknesses like uh, like diabetes, high cholesterol, bone and joint pain, and like many, many different things. We can, we can continue this list uh, for so long, but I think it's, a, it's very important to say that even though in today's environment, I think mental health is still up to this day, like this taboo topic, burnouts in the same uh, box, but we see that burnouts can actually lead to very severe uh, health risks and also very significant costs for for a company. Oh, definitely. I mean, if they are not feeling right state of mind, they're going to quit. Yeah. Um, and, and that's going to be too expensive for a company. 
not in only in time wise but also in money wise right it's, it's it cost you a lot of money to hire a person usually when we look at uh, burnouts uh, there's also this uh, hustle culture connected to it and hustle culture well basically for for those who may not have heard of it or not that similar to it is that you're just going in a very fast pace you're taking up projects you're working really hard you're aiming for something something really much you're just hustling pretty much uh, and i think that in um in tech industry and specifically we glamorize hustle we look at these uh we look at these charts and we look at these people who have uh, made it who who are uh really big successes and that that kind of continues on to our everyday uh lives and workplaces as well maybe you have some insights or thoughts why do we glamorize hustle so much i mean i love this word the hustle right and there is a publication on it as well but like have you ever tried to search google for it what it really means what hustle means so like basically like it uh, like in a positive means it's like to move or work rapidly and tirelessly rapidly and tirelessly right and then yeah. if you would search it more you're going to get so many negative uh, definitions connected to it um i don't even know why we have to hustle like when there's no positive meaning to it and to answer that question like that's how we grow up right we are always taught to excel at whatever we do right if we go to study we want to get better score if we get a job we work hard to get promoted and so on like and social media also plays a very important role in it by the way yeah that's that's true i think that well yeah from from my experience actually like i think that hustle as you said we we grow up with it we we are in every workplace so we we kind of see that probably also uh, depending on the person but i think that in in like startup and tech industry it's even more because well it's probably because of the industry because we're just so fast paced and everything is just moving along so much so if you want to excel as a person you have to double what industry is uh, bringing around you yeah definitely but i mean what's right right uh, what is the right goal you want to achieve i mean look at the bigger companies today like you know so many unicorns right it's like never stopping game you always want more well uh if we're looking at uh always when there's a problem people are looking who to blame probably not uh, not the right thing always but uh if we're looking at this perspective of uh, of burnouts and all the negative aspects then is there really anyone to blame or is it uh, many many articles and many people and uh people say like obviously this is a very talked about and researched topic and there there's several thoughts that we can blame ourselves because we're overachievers and we want to excel uh we can blame the society because as you said we are constantly in this uh, in this environment uh also employer because they're you know where I, i believe that when we're talking about uh, this topic we're uh, we're talking about it from like this healthy perspective that we just want to excel but i believe that many employers also can set up huge kpis and and things like that and you just can't deal with it um but there's also uh, some some opinions that technology development influences burnouts a lot as well because we have as i mentioned before there's so much changing there's uh, innovations all the time you just you feel like you have to excel because 
the world around us is changing so rapidly. What's your thoughts on this? Uh, do we have anyone to blame or is it just, uh, you know, if, if you look who to blame, you can just choose it in a biased way yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe all of us who participate in the ecosystem contribute to the problem. Like this is all of us. We are playing a bit of role in this huge problem. And I can tell you how. Like, for example, when you want to get a job, right? An employer would have some sort of expectations from you, right? And that's okay. But at the same time, you would always prefer a person who can deliver you more, right? And they also want to get promoted. So there's like this kind of, uh, this link is missing from the ecosystem. So we can set the right foundation from the beginning. I think that's the link we are missing right now. To continue a little bit, what you said about this, as an employer, we're always looking for people that excel and, and who can offer more when you're talking to founders or something like that. Is there any, uh, how to say it, like maybe there are some companies that say, you know, we don't, we're not looking at this, how much pe- the person can excel. We're just looking at their passion or even maybe the passion is the thing that, that connects them to this. As an employer or as a team member or a manager, how do we prevent this maybe even from happening at the beginning? How do we prevent our own bias from, from choosing a person that may have these traits or not necessarily like not choosing a person because they're highly motivated and they're hardworking, but uh, you know, to not take advantage of them, of their like time, health and everything like that. How do we like perceive that from, from that perspective? Um, I mean, like uh, employers are getting aware, right? Because they do understand 95% of HR leaders admit employees burn out. So they know this, right? And, but again, like when we are talking about bigger uh, corporates, uh, they have structures, they have different layers, right? They have different managers, different uh, people that you need to report. So I think it's like, it's a, it's a human connection. Like if you can understand them on a human level, right? Just kind of check on them every week, how they are doing. I mean, everybody wants to work, right? It's, working is not bad. It's all about how much do you work? And some people are fast, some people are slow, but they all want to achieve the best results at last. Yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a mindset. When we achieve something great, that also makes us happy. So not only we do it for them, we also do it for us. When you're talking to founders and you may see that they're, they are going really fast, you know, they have to go fast, right, to, to uh, excel a lot and to build their startup and to, to get investors and things like that. But uh, is there something that you, you would suggest to them, to themselves? So is it like also to just uh, monitor their own well-being and, and do something like that? Or is, it, is there something more specific that you say like, hey, slow down, do this, take time, or, you know, something? First-time founders do not care about this, right? They would always care about fundraising, uh, growth of the company, marketing, sales, boosting the numbers, hiring more people, talking to so many people, so many investors to get to the next level, right? The second-time founders, the third-time founders, right, they do understand that they matter. And we get a lot of applicants coming to Founderly, right? And we ask them, What motivates them to join Founderly? And most of the answers that we get are fundraising, marketing, network, and maybe fourth or fifth is like uh, their self uh, growth. 
or self-awareness. So, so this is like, because this is what it takes. That's what they have been told by so many people. Even if they mm -hmm. are fundraising, investors going to ask them, oh, we are not seeing hockey stick growth. I mean, what is hockey stick growth? If they can make, uh, let's say, $50 million every month and they cannot make $100 million uh, next year, yeah, definitely there's not hockey stick growth, but they are growing. They are making money. They're happy. What's wrong in that? So, so I think that's what I said earlier. We all play very important role in this. I think we we kind of doing this to uh, each other. I think that uh, in uh, well, at least from what I've seen, that uh, investors are also becoming more and more aware of uh, of the founder well-being, and they're kind of yeah, they want to see the results, but uh, they're looking at it at the long term. You know, as if their founder is gonna burn out uh, within a year, then uh, you know there's not gonna be any 10x uh, in, in in the following years. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, it's very simple uh, fact. If you are not healthy, you're, you're done, right? And like, this is, everything is connected to each other, right? For example, if you don't have right state of mind, that means you would not be able to tell your story to an investor. And that means investor would never understand you and would never fund you. Mm -hmm. So it's all connected to you because like in a stressful mind, right? Uh, of course, we're going to talk that uh, about that as well. Uh, but in a stressful mind, you're... The, this mind has this executive function, right? It's not going to function that very well because your mind is exhausted. You might not come up with creative ideas. And that means everything is going to fail because of your exhausted mind. So these yeah. dots are connected, uh, no matter if you care about it or not, but these dots are connected. If we back up a bit and, and look at... Um, I mentioned uh, before also that people are sometimes not wanting to admit that they have a burnout, but I think that also a lot of people, they're not aware that maybe, you know, this is, this is what I call it. But uh, do you think there is a way to identify, are you feeling burned out? Uh, we mentioned some of the symptoms and something like that, but uh, to someone who may be listening and who is like really tired and, and things, <laughs> things like that, do you think there is a difference between just having a down period, not feeling motivated, feeling a little tired, and then feeling a burnout, how to understand that you are burned out and why are you burned out? Uh, I mean, like I can give you some symptoms. Like for example, uh, if you're feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and even depressed at work, you might be burned out. And I think that those are the like most common symptoms to understand. I think that also uh, what, what you mentioned before about uh, not feeling uh, very productive or not being able to gather thoughts or, or ideas or something like that. I think that that's also uh, in a phase when you are, you are either starting to be burned out or you've been burned out for, for a while. I think that's kind of, uh, kind of a thing when you, you can do a lot of practical things still, but when you have to do something more creative or something that that takes more of this like uh well yeah like this creative effort i think that that's when you kind of start to see that if you have to put in more time than you usually do or it's 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 a struggle or you don't want to do it that can also be be in uh, like identification that something is not quite right when you start procrastinating a lot right and that also uh like adds fuel to your burnout because you're not delivering on time and that's going to give you a negative feeling. 
So I think those are the signs that you can understand. Like maybe you, maybe you're like uh, you're delaying something so much, right? Uh, maybe you're like overthinking all the time. Maybe you don't know what you're doing, why you're doing. I think that's that. These are the clear signs actually to understand what's going through in your life. And when you are burned out, or you know, unfortunately, if, if you get here, then uh, then uh, what are the maybe suggestions or, or tips uh, how to actually get over it? Because uh, there, I think it's really important to emphasize that uh, temporary fixes uh, will not really be the solution. Uh, there, there has to be uh, some some either processes or change of habits or something like that implemented to actually get back on track because it's it's probably also depending on how much uh how much like or how intense maybe even your burnout is feeling but yeah maybe when when we are at this stage do you have uh, any suggestions how to get back stepping away from a burnout requires some mindset shift it's not easy right but uh, you can start by doing like the so first thing uh, you have to do uh, take care of yourself and that means uh, structure your day put your day uh, in different time slots right and most of the times would go for for you or towards you and the second thing i would suggest like uh, when you are in that state of mind spend time with the people that you love most and try to talk to people who are not your colleagues or in your work or whatever you do Talk to some people who do not know anything what you do. Uh, that's definitely going to give you a new uh, aspects towards life. I mean, like it's definitely going to take micro steps. It's not something that you can fix in a day, but if you can take these small steps each and every day, go have a vacation, do whatever you love. I think that's really going to help a lot. I think that for many people, it's it's even hard to to take a vacation or to take time off, and it may be directed to Uh, you know, how many people are in your team, what kind of responsibilities do you have? But I think that even if you do some smaller things, then you definitely still need to take off. It it cannot be like a month or something, but take a day off, take a, a week off, take as much as you can and just uh, just disconnect from, from all of your emails, social media, everything like that. Because I think that Well, especially for me, when I when uh, when I have those designated resting times, I know that if I have my emails and, and slacks and everything like that on, you can't really disconnect because notifications are coming up all the time, and there there will be some people who will need some some ASAP things that are really not that uh, you know important at that time. So I think that if you if you can take a vacation, take some time off, and then just clear your thoughts, uh, do some things that you like. It, it doesn't have to be any, anything huge, just, uh, just disconnect. That would be probably my, my suggestion. Oh, definitely. Get off the grid. That is the first thing, right? And phone, phone is our enemy. I mean, it helps a lot. But at the same time, when we want our me time, you have to turn off your phone. You have to throw it away, right? You can use some dummy phone if you want to. But I mean, life is not going to stop without a phone. Because phone, definitely people are going to get to you through some notification, through some, I don't know, what some message is. You really have to give that time to yourself without any kind of, you know, like external world involvement. 
And I think yeah. that's what it takes. Like even people, what people do, uh, a lot of people do this kind of thing. And uh, I used to do that as well. Um, I used to sleep with my phone next to me, right? And I mean, that's not good. What if I wake up in the night? I First thing I'm going to do, pick up my phone. I'm going to check the notifications. And that means my sleep is going to be ruined by that. So I think it's better to turn off the phone. Like maybe uh, you have to set up a time, right? Okay, so after 8 p.m., I'm going to turn off my phone. I'm not going to touch it again until next tomorrow morning. I think that's what it takes. Yeah, I think that uh, these kind of uh, things also, it's very hard to implement at the beginning. But when you see that uh, they are actually making you feel better and, and less anxious and, and you see kind of this, long-term uh, effect or you trying or you have kind of gotten used to it then uh, then you really see that uh, small things like really turning off your notifications or or your, the internet on your phone uh, can uh, can make a huge difference if you're especially if you're like struggling with uh, anxiety or, or uh, things like that so yeah yeah definitely that's that's the thing and again take micro steps okay nobody's gonna judge you Nobody's, yeah. you don't have to answer anyone. That's for you, right? So you can make your own rules. Yeah, and uh, for for maybe when you are, when you're feeling good, when you, you either have this burnout behind you or you just have a healthy, balanced life, are there some, uh, on top of everything that we already covered, uh, are there some, tips or, or tricks or suggestions, uh, what you can do in your daily life to both keep yourself healthy and keep people around you healthy so they don't burn out. I'm going to say this, uh, learn from your phone hack, right? It's very simple. The way we charge our phone, the same we can charge our internal battery. Uh, it's very simple. Um, and there's like very good concept that I heard from someone uh, recently. And he explained it so well. So like basically like the mini charge, right? So when your phone is like 5%, you would like to plug it in for, let's say five minutes to get 20% of battery charge. The same thing we can do in our life. We can do, we can give ourselves five minutes of meditation or go for a walk. And the second thing, the full charge. To charge phone fully, you want to plug it in overnight. And same thing happens in our life, seven to nine hours of sleep every day. And then the OS upgrade. Once in a while, you want to update your phone. The same thing we have to follow. Get off the grid, go travel, experience new culture, do whatever you love most, and that will update your inner beliefs. That will update your energy. I think it's a great hack uh, that anybody can follow, and it's easy to implement in your life. There's also this, I heard this concept I don't even know how long ago, but uh, it, it maybe was on uh, on the internet or a magazine or something. But uh, it was basically about that, uh, how you treat a racehorse. You give them the best, uh, best food, medicine, rest. Uh, you treat them like your treasure for them to perform at their very best. Uh, that's just that's just how you do it, because, you know, you you need to make sure that they are at their uh, best well-being that they are feeling amazing and loved and, and things like that to to win the race and when we're looking at ourselves we oftentimes 
like eat when we can, if we can, don't take breaks, don't take rest, don't do nothing, but we want to excel and, and win the race. So I think that this is also, at least for me, this is something that I oftentimes remember that you have to treat yourself like a racehorse to actually win the race. So you have to take care of yourself. Oh yeah, that's beautiful actually. Uh, I'm going to use that, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, we're sharing uh, sharing wisdom for our future, future tips. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, of course, we are also learning, right? We, we are not gurus of this topic, right? Yeah. Uh, we are learning from our uh, own life, right? We had experienced it, I experienced it, and what I did and what I'm doing today to prevent it. Like, I'm also an entrepreneur. I also work hard. But I have to take care of myself because if I don't, then everything that I have worked for is going to be ruined. I don't want that. This is also something that we were quite transparent about it as well, that uh, I'm, uh, I'm from Textual and we organize events. So it is kind of the seasonal workload and we do struggle a lot with, uh, with this hustling and this workload, workload and, uh, and people burning out. And uh, what we do, we also take, take these things things very seriously and also our board gets involved to just have simple little things like we all go out uh, on on Fridays to have like a recap and not talk about work but just to check in or if we see that someone is having a very like big workload we try to manage tasks within the team or to attract someone new this is something that I think also for for companies and for managers and, and also for employees it's important to see not only how you are feeling, but also what's happening around you. If you can make an impact and if you can help out in some things, even if it's like saying to your coworker, let's go grab a coffee and have a five minute rest. These things can, can really impact the daily life and, uh, and can uh, also maintain this kind of healthy everyday routine. I do agree with you on that. Like it just takes five minutes, Right. You can just say, hi, how are you? But you need to understand how they are. Uh, not like just uh, like in a, uh, you know, like quick way. Uh, hey, how are you? Uh, but you really need to care about how they are. And if you can listen to them for five minutes, and that's really going to help uh, a lot of the problems. I have this uh, also this question or topic. We are talking about uh, burnouts. And I think uh, that, well, well, not I think, but I know like we're talking about this because we've, we've seen it around us. So we've mm-hmm. experienced it. We've, we've, uh, we're pretty familiar with this topic and we, and if we are, then we have been in this hustling mindset. Uh, and I think that, as you said, like first time founders, or even I think like students or, or uh, young adults that are trying to get along in their career, they are in this hustling phase and they do prioritize uh, that their goal, their career, or whatever it is, uh, more than their mental health at that point. Is there something that we can suggest for them if, uh, if they don't really prioritize taking time off or they don't think that they can, you know, do anything like that? Is there something, I don't know, like maybe don't uh, hustle more than like three months in high intensity or or, you know, like, is there something that we can give advice to for people who, who know that they can't implement anything like very serious and they really want to hustle? As an advice, I'm going to say it's super important to have your uh, me time while building your business. And our goal is not to be the best in the world, but to be better than yesterday. 
right? And one of my friend told me, remember, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So that's what it takes. Your team follows you, your investor follows you, the people around you follows you, the family follows you. So I think it's very important to be a better version of you. And I think that's what it takes. And like, even if you want to hustle, like you really want to hustle, then set a time, like five hours every day, I'm going to hustle. And like, don't get disturbed in those five hours. Just hustle as much as you can. But then yeah. you have 19 hours left for you to do whatever, right? You did work hard in those five hours and you are feeling happy about that. I mean, sure, do hustle in five hours every day. Yeah, I think that definitely if, uh, if uh, some of uh, you who are listening are in this phase, it's just the most important thing is whatever if it's like 19 hours if it's five hours if it's if it's two or even one hour a day when you can take time off and, and be with yourself uh, that's very important because you just need to deconnect uh, disconnect uh, from everything and uh, even if you have as little as one hour it will be better than uh, than not having any time off so I would say that and and try to get some uh, some sleep because we are uh, like as you said we are like charging and, and for the next uh, days and challenges and so on so so yeah I, I would agree with you on this yeah definitely and also uh, one more thing I would like to add here like when you do hustle like for example like people think uh, I'm not doing enough right I mean like for me how do I do it I would complete my most time consuming jobs in the morning. So I would give myself three to five hours every day in the morning and I'm going to do it, right? Then if I don't deliver the same day, I'm okay because I've done my job. Now, whatever I do, that's extra. Well, I think that we, we covered pretty much, uh, pretty much, well, not everything. There's, there's always uh, something more, but I hope that to, to those who are listening that uh, you may be got some help and I think that a lot of the, these tips like we talk about them on everyday basis we kind of know them ourselves but it's when you are uh, listening to someone or when you are reflecting uh, on others experiences I think it's just it's sometimes a, a nudge in the right direction so so I really hope that uh, we will help even if it's uh, one person even even if it's ourselves to just remember to to take some time off oh definitely yeah Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, this was uh, the kind of the first uh, edition of, uh, of the mental health series that we are doing, and we will we will be talking about many other important topics. It was a pleasure to have you here and, uh, and to talk uh, today uh, in the podcast. Thanks, Loma, for touching upon on this topic. First of all, and thanks for having me. To everyone who is listening, uh, we will be continuing the mental health series. And uh, that's it for today. Thank you.